The Lord has done great things. And how many of you are excited this morning? The Lord has done great things. I don't know about you. He has done great things in my life. He has done great things in every aspect of my life. So I'm grateful unto him. I'm so thankful and appreciating him for all he has done for us. Praise the Lord. Lift up your voice one more time and just thank him. Just thank him and thank him and thank him. He has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. There is nothing that the Lord ought to do that he hasn't done. He has done great things. Whatever we are still looking for, whatever we are still desiring, we just have to go in faith and receive it. Praise the Lord. He has done great things. He has done great things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The scripture says in the book of Mark, the many were astonished. Mark chapter 7, verse 37. Many were astonished, saying, He said they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Praise the Lord. He has done all things well. Praise the Lord. He has done all things well. He makes both the dumb to speak and the deaf to hear. Glory to God. He has done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. He has done great things well. In your life, he has done great things. Whatever the situation is, we can say that the Lord has done great things. Praise the Lord. All right. Today, this morning, by the grace of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher this morning, we are looking at the part two of the Father's love. The Father's love part two. The Father's love part two. Praise the Lord. We establish the fact that in the New Testament, this commandment, that shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, is, is this commandment wasn't given as a new commandment in the New Testament because the love of God has been shared abroad in our heart. And because of God's love in our heart, we cannot love the brethren and we cannot love the Lord with, we can love the Lord with all our heart, with all our souls, and with all our minds. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the new commandment does say that love your, your, it says you love one another as I have loved you. That commandment is being fulfilled because of the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We also said that your dreams and your visions are connected to God's love in your heart. So the love of God in your heart will cause your dreams and your visions to manifest and produce results. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are looking at the part two this morning. And I want you to pay attention. So let's go to the book of First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4, 
verse 19. 1 John 4, 19. Praise the Lord. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. The scripture says, We love him because he first loved us. Praise the Lord. It said, We loved him because he first loved us. Now, this is, this is very important for us to understand. In the New Testament, under the covenant of grace, it is important to have an understanding of the Father's love. And understanding the Father's love will help you to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You see, under the new covenant, this commandment that the Lord gave us that we love one another as he has loved us is possible and we are able to do that. We are able to love like Christ but the Father's love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given unto us and because the Father first loved us he first demonstrated his love for us. So because of that you and I can also love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. This is so vital. This is so important. Now, I want you to look at that scripture again. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. 1 John 4, 19. It says, We loved him because he first loved us. So under the new covenant, under the covenant of grace, it is God loving us first and we loving him back. It is we receiving the Father's love and then giving him, the, giving him back the, uh, uh, the love that we ought to. So we receive love from him and then we give love to him. Amen. We receive what? We receive love from the Father and then we turn around and then we give him love. That is why Jesus did not give us the commandment that was in the law. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Why? Because under the covenant of grace, we, he loved us first. We get to understand his love. And then we start pouring our love towards him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please share the message on your timeline. Invite your friends to be partakers of this. To be partakers of the word of life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we, we loved him because he first loved us. This is how the new covenant is operated. This is how the new covenant works. So we, 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 we draw love from the Father. We receive the Father's love because that love is in us. We, we, we walk in that love. We allow the love of the Father to grow in us. We allow the love of the Father to increase in us. We allow the love of the Father to multiply in us. And by that, we are able to turn around and love Him. And not only that, we are also able to love our neighbor 
as Christ has loved us, we are able to love one another, to love ourselves. As fellow Christians, we are able to demonstrate the love of Christ towards one another as Christ has loved us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let, let, let me show you, if you, if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, in the New Testament, two things the Lord commanded us. And, and I, I want you to pay attention. Let's, let's go to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, 25. Ephesians 5, 25. Ephesians 5, 25. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5.25 The scripture Hallelujah The scripture says Husband love your wives Even as Christ loved the church And gave himself for it So love your wife Even as Christ loved the church And gave himself for it and then in John Gospel chapter 13 verse 34 a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. So you will notice that in the kingdom of God as believers the, the sincerity of our love is measured by we demonstrating God's love towards one another. As Christ demonstrated his love towards us. Hallelujah. As Christ did what? Demonstrated his love towards us. So it's always good to pay attention to that. He said you love one another as Christ has loved you. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So in the new covenant, you will notice that our love work is measured by the love of Christ. By the love of what? By the love of Christ. It's not as the old covenant that says that you love your neighbor as yourself. No. This new commandment is of a higher standard. It's of another standard. The higher standard in the sense that it is not just loving yourself, loving one another as yourself. No. It's loving one another as Christ loved you. And how did Christ love you? Christ loved you to the point of what? Death by giving his life for you. And that is the same commandment that is given concerning marriage, concerning husbands and wife. That you love your wife and give yourself to her as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, for the church. Hallelujah. So in the new covenant, it's so important. And the reason why we can do this is because of the love that the father has poured into he has poured his love into our house and because he has poured his love into our house we are able to love like the father we are able to love one another like the father praise the lord this is the difference between christianity and any other religion out there that we have the god kind of love in us we have what the God kind of love in us. No other religion can boast 
of the God kind of love. No. No other faith out there can boast of the God kind of love. We are the only human beings. We are the only species. We are the only breed of people on this earth that can demonstrate the God kind of love. Praise the Lord. That is what Paul told them in 1 Corinthians 13. That even though if I give all that I have to the poor and have no love. You see, now in the natural giving to the poor, helping the needy, showing all these physical gestures will be called love. You showing, you know, looking pious, looking so, you know, touched, looking so uh, 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 religious and reaching out to people and helping people, meeting people's need. That, that could be called love in the natural. But the scripture says that if you are able to do that, and you don't have the God kind of love in your heart. You don't have God's love in your heart. God's love is not flowing through you. Now, what you are doing is not God's love in you flowing through you. He said, then it would profit you nothing. In fact, he said, you are what? Nothing. You are just a noise. You are just making noise. So the love of Christ in our hearts, the love of God in our hearts, coupled with our physical demonstrations of love is what completes the whole cycle. So 1 Corinthians 13, you will see Paul telling them, even if they have faith, if they have all the knowledge, if they understand all the mysteries, but with that God's love in their heart, it profit them nothing. They are absolutely nothing. Nothing means nothing. So that is why we are the only group of people on this earth that can exercise the God kind of love. Why? Because we have it. We have the God kind of love in us. All we have to do is to develop that love, grow that love, mature that love. And the men and women around us will see this love and will be, they will be drawn to this love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That same love is in you. That same love is in me. What we have to do is to exercise this love from where we are. A, a day after, I mean, one day at a time, we exercise the God kind of love. And as we exercise the God kind of love, we are able to show to the world that indeed we are believers. Let, let me say this clearly. What is missing in the body of Christ today is we are not able to show one another the God kind of love. We are not able to walk in love. We are walking in bitterness towards one another. We are walking in resentment towards one another. We are, you know, backbiting each other. We are criticizing each other. We are not telling the truth to each other in love. It's, we are not tender-hearted towards each other. And all of these things are all proofs that the God kind of love is not yet manifesting in our hearts. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So giving, giving to the poor, giving to the needy, 
outside the God kind of love in your heart will not profit you. Amen. Giving to the needy, giving to the poor, helping, reaching out to multitudes and all of that. Outside the God kind of love in you will profit what? Nothing. It will profit what? Nothing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now look at 1 John chapter 2. Let me show you something in 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2 verse 10. 1 John chapter 2 verse 10. Watch here. It says, He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. It says, He that loveth what? His brother. Now, this has to do with us as Christians, as believers. It says, When we love one another, there is no occasion for stumbling. The word stumbling there means that there is no there is no trap that the enemy can trap us. Look, you cannot be trapped by the devil when you understand how to walk in the God kind of love. Praise the Lord. You cannot be what you cannot be trapped by the devil when you understand how to walk in the God kind of love. Praise the Lord. The God kind of love is beyond giving to the poor. The God kind of love is beyond going around meeting people's needs. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. The scripture said that he that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. He cannot be trapped. Look, let me say this carefully. One of the reasons the enemy simply or is able to get into believers' lives is because of their love walk. Anytime a door is open for the enemy to enter is because the Christian failed to exercise the God kind of love. The Christian did what? Failed to exercise the God kind of love. One of the greatest, the, one of the great men of God ever walked on this earth. I love this man so much, Kenneth Hagen, said this. He said, every time something is not right in his life, the first thing he checks, the first thing he tried to work on, he tried to, to examine is his love walk. His what? His love walk. Make no mistake about this commandment. It is so powerful. It is so potent. The scripture said in um, uh, Matthew chapter 22, Jesus said, loving God with all your heart, loving your neighbor as yourself, is the reason for the whole of the law. Is the reason for every teaching in the old covenant. Is the reason for every teaching what in the old covenant. That should give you a clue of the power of the God kind of love in a believer's life. Praise the Lord. That should give you what understanding of the power of the God kind of love in a believer's life. That when you come to a point of walking in love, when you come to a point of loving the brethren, when you when we come to a point of loving one another, we have totally closed every door that the enemy would have used to torment us, that the enemy would have used to enter our lives and block us and prevent us from being blessed. So he that loveth his brother 
there is no way the enemy can trap him. No way the enemy can do what? The enemy cannot trap him. No way. Praise the Lord. The worst stumbling means to be snared. The worst stumbling means for to a cause for error. So when you start walking in the God kind of love that is in your heart, when you start loving other believers, now, now listen carefully. When you are walking in love, you are not waiting for others to love you before you will love them. When you are walking in love, you are not waiting for others to do the right thing before you will love them. Unfortunately, we have turned it upside down in the New Testament. We only love those who love us. We only love when the person is good to us. We only love when the person has done the right thing. But that is not the, the God kind of love. The God kind of love will still love even when the other person is not showing love. My wife said something when she was you know, doing her studies in this subject. He said, God told her that even if they take, even if men takes advantage of you, you cannot fail when walking in love. Even if men do what? Even if men should take advantage of you, you cannot do what? You cannot still fail when you are walking in love. You see, as Christians, when you are walking in love, it looks like you are very weak. Everybody is trampling upon you. Everybody is talking about you. Everybody is pushing you around. Everybody is doing this. Everybody is doing that. It looks like you are weak in character. No, you are rather strong in character. You are rather what? You are rather strong in character. Praise the Lord. When you are walking in love, it is not a sign of weakness of character. No. When you are walking in love, it's a sign of strength. It's a sign of what? It's a sign of strength. When you are walking in love, it's a sign of strength. Strength of character. Unfortunately, this generation, we don't understand what it means to walk in love. Say one small thing about their lives and they are out of your life. Tell them the truth. The scripture says speaking the truth in love. It says speaking the truth in what? In love. Go and tell somebody the truth and then they will disconnect from you. Especially if you are a pastor. You tell your members the truth and then they get mad the next thing they are leaving your church. Hallelujah. But that is how the scripture says. It's, it's speaking the truth in love. Man, it takes walking in love to tell somebody that they are wrong. It takes walking in love to correct somebody. In this dispensation now, people are just agreeing to each other based on what they can receive materially. Most Christians are behaving like politicians. Because they are in the same party, they never criticize each other. Even if their policies are wrong, they still agree to each other, they stick to each other. That is not love at all. That is lie, that is hypocrisy. That is what hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. He that loveth his brother abides in the light and no cause for error. No cause for what? No cause for error. So as a Christian, you cannot make an error when you walk in love. And it doesn't matter whether they are taking advantage of you. It doesn't matter whether they are backbiting you. It doesn't matter whether they are criticizing you, talking bad about you. As long as you are demonstrating God's love towards them, the scripture says there is no occasion for you to stumble. No occasion for you what? to stumble. No occasion for error. Oh my goodness. 
there's so much hypocrisy in the body of Christ. So much hypocrisy. So much hypocrisy. I mean, churches, today is Sunday. You look at our churches full of men and women. But I can tell you that maybe 10% and even maybe 5% are only walking in love. The rest are not. The rest are not. Pastors can correct their members because they are afraid that they will leave. They can't tell them the truth to their face. They can't, they can't speak the truth. They cannot correct in love. It's just speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in what? In love. We don't have it anymore. It is missing. Especially if the person is somebody who is very committed financially. The pastor will side with their sins. Recently, somebody called me about their marital issue. After seven hours on the line, I finally told her to the face. I said, you have been a bad wife. <laughs> I said, you have not been a good wife to your, to, your, to, to, to your husband and to your children. And she got mad and she wouldn't pick up my call. But it didn't bother me. I said it anyway. And I needed to say it. I needed to say it. And when she saw that, I wasn't ready to back down. <laughs> and I wasn't ready to follow up whether she called me or not. She started calling. You, you have to tell people the truth. You have to tell people the truth. Unfortunately, we are not able to do that. It is, look, it is not your physical gestures that qualifies you for the love of Christ. It is speaking the truth. It is speaking the truth. Not lying, not covering up. And these are things that the enemy can use. He said, he that walks in love, there is no what, no occasion for stumbling, no, no occasion for error. You cannot be stopped, you cannot be snared by the enemy. So each time the enemy is tormenting a Christian, each time the enemy has access to a Christian life, is because he failed in his love walk. He did what? He failed in his love walk. The love of Christ is in you. The love of Christ is in you. I mean, can you imagine Jesus rebuking the Pharisees and the scribes? When Herod, when, when, when Herod says, uh, 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 sent a message to Jesus, remember what Jesus said? He said, go tell that fox. He said, I do miracles today, tomorrow. He said, go tell him. Can you imagine a pastor saying that to his members today? <laughs> you, have, you will find an empty chair next Sunday. Praise the Lord. The reason why most Christians are not growing today is they are not willing to walk in love. They are not willing to walk in love at all. They are not willing to walk. You, you can't walk in love and not tell the truth. You can't walk in love and walk in bitterness. No, it can't happen. Praise the Lord. We have a lot to cover today. Let me... Move forward. Praise the Lord. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. This is from Good News Translation. Good News Translation. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. It says, Love never gives up. And his faith, hope, and patience never fail. 
He said, love never what? Never gives us. Never gives up. And he said, the faith of love, the faith of hope, the faith of, uh, uh, um, sorry, the faith of love, the hope of love, the patience of love never fails. Please put this down as a comment. The faith of love. So inside love, you have the God kind of faith. The hope of love. Your dreams and your visions. The patience of love. Inside patience, you have endurance, perseverance. The scripture says it never fails. It never does what? It never fails. You see how important it is to walk in love. So, walking in love, growing in the God kind of love that is in you will cause your faith not to fail, your hope not to fail, your patience, your endurance not to fail. Remember Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36? He said, you need patience after you have done the will of God. You need what? You need patience after you have done the will of God. You need patience. You need patience after you have done the will of God. And the scripture says that when you are walking in love, your patience, which is your endurance, will not fail. Will not, will not fail. So you see, the reason why so many Christians, they will do the will of God and they can't wait for the promise of God to manifest in their life is they step out of their love walk. They stop practicing the God kind of love that is in them. So the promise that God promised them is stayed, is cut short, is hindered because they are no longer exercising the love of Christ that is in them. They are no longer doing what? They are no longer exercising the love of Christ that is in them. Hallelujah. The scripture said love is never jealous. Love is kind. Love does not envy Love does not wish. He said, "Love." The scriptures say, "Love worketh no evil to his neighbor." Love does not wish his neighbor evil. So, in 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 actual fact, every quality of a Christian that is in scriptures is easily manifested when that Christian begins to walk in the God kind of love. When that Christian begins to do what? When that Christian begins to walk in the God kind of love. Let me, let me say this. The fruit of the Spirit, the non-fruits of the Spirit, will begin to operate and manifest fully in a believer's life when that believer starts walking in the God kind of love that is in his heart. Praise the Lord. Let, let me show you how powerful the God, the God kind of love is. The scripture says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. 1 John 4, 16. Look, look, look at this. 1 John 16. He said, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Verse 17. Verse 17 says here, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. You see that? He said, We may have boldness in the day of judgment. This is one great lesson you have to take on. That when you start walking in love, you are no longer afraid of the day of judgment. You are no longer afraid of what? the day of judgment. Because love is the standard of God. 
Love is what? The standard of God. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 13, after reading, uh, when the scripture begins to talk about when that which is perfect shall come, the day perfection shall be taken away. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. Now I am a man. You will notice the perfection of God is his love. The perfection of God is what? His love. God's love is his standard. God's love is what? Is his standard. And any man that begins to practice the love of God will have no fear in the day of judgment. Will have no fear in the day of what? Judgment. This judgment is not talking about the judgment of condemnation. No. That is the reward that this person is going to receive. You are 100% sure of the crown of glory that the Father is going to give you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look, look at verse 19. Praise the Lord. Verse 19 says, We loved him because he loved us. We loved the Father because he, what? he loved us. And that is why in the day of judgment, you can be bold. You can be bold because his love for you is what has made you to also walk in love. So in the day of judgment, you are not afraid. In the day of calamity, you are not afraid. In the day of challenges, you are not afraid. In the day of warfare, in the day of battle, you are not afraid. Why? Because you are walking in love. And that's what the scripture says, perfect love casted what? Out fear. Look at verse 18 of 1 John 4. Verse 18, it said, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So, when you walk in love, when you start walking in the God kind of love, you have no reason to fear again. Number one, because no door can be opened to the devil again. Every door that the enemy will ever open against you is permanently shut. Is permanently what? permanently shut. That is what most Christians are praying. That any door that the enemy open against them, they are busy closing. No. Do one thing and every door that the enemy want to close, uh, open against you will be closed. That is walk in love. When you walk in love, you close every door to the devil. Write this down as a comment. When you walk in love, when I walk in love, I close every door that the enemy would have used against my life. That, that is how powerful the God kind of love is. When you start walking in this love, you close the door to sicknesses and diseases. You close the door to poverty. You close the door to demonic arrows. You close the door to every evil that the enemy would have brought against your destiny. If that walketh in love, there is no error, no trap. Nothing can trap this man. Nothing can trap this woman. So the reason for this warfare prayers that believers are busy praying today is because they are refusing to walk in love. They are not exercising the God kind of love. Second Thessalonians verse 1, chapter 1, verse 3. Paul was talking about their faith growing. And Paul was also talking about their love for the brethren growing exceedingly. So the love of Christ in us must grow. The love of Christ in us must what? Must grow. Why? Because he first loved us and gave us that love and put that love in us. Praise the Lord. Man, there is no love in the body of Christ. 
There's so much division in the body of Christ. There's so much hatred in the body of Christ. There's so much jealousy, backbiting, hypocrisy in the body of Christ. So much hypocrisy in the body of Christ. And it is one reason why they are busy doing useless warfare prayers, blaming the devil for all their woes. Look, as a Christian, the devil is not the reason why you are not making it. The great man of God, Mike Mudder, said this. He said, don't be afraid of the devil. Be afraid of your ignorance. Be afraid of what? Your ignorance. So don't be afraid of demons. Don't be afraid of witches and wizards. Be afraid of your ignorance. Your ignorance of not knowing how to walk in love towards the brethren. Your ignorance of not knowing how to grow the, to grow the love of God that is in you. Your ignorance of not allowing God's love to control your behavior, to control your thinking, to control your mannerisms, to control how you give, how you relate to people. Not allowing that love to control you is the reason why you are suffering. It's not the devil. The devil is not powerful enough to stop any believer from prospering. The devil is not powerful enough to stop any Christian from making it. It is ignorance, 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 ignorance. And that's what we are told in the book of James, that if ye forfeit the royal law, the royal law, man, walking in love is walking in royalty. Can somebody write that statement down? Walking in the God kind of love is walking in divine royalty. Write it down. Walking in the God kind of love is walking in divine royalty. So when you step out of love, you enter into slavery. You see that? You are a royal priesthood. But that royal priesthood is only guaranteed by, one, by you doing one thing. Walking in the God kind of love that is in your heart. The moment you stop exercising the God kind of love in you, you end up in slavery. You end up in bondage again. You end up under the control of the enemy. The enemy starts to control you and use you. That, that's the reason why so many Christians, so many pastors now have put their hands into demonic things. Hallelujah. If you fulfill the royal law, if you want to walk in royalty, Walk in love. And the enemy will have nothing to use against you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can write this down as a, as a statement. So the God kind of love has faith. The God kind of love has hope. The God kind of love has patience. And love, the God kind of faith, sorry, the faith of the God kind of love the hope of the God kind of love, the patience of the God kind of love cannot fail. Cannot do what? Cannot fail. So you can endure. You can persevere. You can stand and not fall when you walk in love. Let me say this. <laughs> the, the, the only one thing that you would do in order not to fail is to walk in the God kind of love. The only one thing that you would do in order not to be a failure in this kingdom, in this life, is the God kind of love. Unfortunately, most believers don't want to practice that. Self-centeredness is all about them. It's all about them. 
It's all about them. And it is not about them. It cannot be the highway. Self-centeredness. What they feel is more important than what any other person feels. Hallelujah. Can I figure says this many years ago? He said, as long as you can be heard. <laughs> as long as you can be what? You can be heard. As long as you can be heard. He said, you are a spiritual baby. You are not your groom. Praise the Lord. First John chapter 3 verse 14. First John 3 14. Let me show you what love is equated to in the kingdom of God. First John chapter 3 verse 14 says that we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Now this is so important. This is almost like saying that as a Christian, you are not born again until you are walking in love. That's not what it is saying, but it's almost sounding like that. It, this verse is almost sounding like, for example, you are a Christian now, you are not really born again until you have started walking in love. This is what this scripture is almost sounding. But what this scripture is comparing, what this scripture is saying is, it's almost is comparing your love work to that of your salvation. Just like you have given you have given your life to Christ, you have passed from death unto life. When you start walking in love, the scripture says you have passed from death unto life, meaning that nothing, nothing of the enemy can approach you again. Nothing of the enemy can work against you. You see, the word death here represents darkness. Represents what? Darkness. And as believers, we must walk in the light that is in Christ Jesus. We must do what? We must walk in the light that is in Christ Jesus. And when you start walking in, in love, you are walking in the light that is in Christ Jesus. Darkness that leads to death no longer have control over your life. We know that we have passed from death unto life. Death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. You see that? Abideth in death. That means that when you choose not to exercise the God kind of love that is in you, the scripture says you abide in death. Your environment will be filled with darkness. Your marriage will be filled with darkness. The life of your children will be filled with darkness. You see, darkness will prevail any day, any time in your life. You will be able to shine the light of God in your life because you have refused to walk in love. Hallelujah. Most Christians are experts in prayer and fasting. But I would rather, I would prefer that you be an expert in walking in God's love. An expert in doing what? In walking in God's love. It will help you much. It will help you a lot. Praise the Lord. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abides in death. Now look at verse 15. He said, Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. Is a murderer. He, whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And he know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. He said, No murderer has eternal life. And that is what so many of us are behaving. 
We are murderers in disguise. Not loving the brothers. Not walking in love. Not exercising God's love towards the brethren. And yet we want to see answers to our prayers. L listen carefully. Do you truly want to understand God? Do you truly want to understand the kingdom of God? It's one word. Love. That is all about God. That's all God wants to show. That is, what one, that is what God has been trying to demonstrate. His love. His love. His love. He said in this, God demonstrated his love. Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Did you see that? In this, God demonstrated his love. Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Look, when I was growing up as a Christian, I almost hated Christians that I saw in my village. The, the hypocrisy that they exhibited. Oh my goodness. I almost never committed my life to Christ because of what I saw believers doing. Because of the way they behaved. These are people that will stand in front of you and they will talk so nice. They will be so loving. And yet at your back, these same people will find ways to sabotage you and block you. They don't want to see you make any progress. Hallelujah. Your destiny is not in any man's hand. When you walk in love, I don't care who hates you, you will prosper. When you walk in love, it is not a sign, of, a sign that you are weak in character. Look, before you start dealing with the devil, start dealing with yourself first. Sit down and ask yourself this question. Am I truly walking in love? Is the love of Christ abiding in me? Am I showing love? Am I, look, am I able, am I showing the love of Christ that is in me to the brethren? Do I love the brethren as Christ has loved me? Before you start dealing with the devil, answer this question. Before you now go on a marathon prayer, answer this question. The devil is not powerful. Please stop, stop, stop making the devil look strong. These prayers that we are praying, we are magnifying the devil too much. You know, the devil is taking over. The devil is taking over every place. The devil is doing this. This and this is happening. They are, uh, 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 they are about to enact this law. And this, I mean, uh, Christians behaving that way. Or vote for so and so because if you vote for this person, they are going to do this and it will be against you, and this will happen. Who told you? Who told you that? These are all hypocrisy. And let me say this: the church in America, let, let me say this: the church in America is one of the hypocritical churches. I make no apologies for I, I make no apology for that statement. Hypocrisy in American churches today. Hypocrisy. I'm telling you, hypocrisy in American churches today. Men of God can't tell the truth. They are politicians, they are no preachers. They are, they are politicians, no preachers. They are political parties, no churches. Hypocrisy. Great men of God, the people who in high esteem, 
playing politics with people's destinies. Uh, it's so sad. It's sad. We don't have a pastor as the president of the United States of America. So no president should be held to the status of a pastor. Hallelujah. I don't want to get into so many things. But so much hypocrisy, so much lies and deceit in American churches today. Hallelujah. If whoever is in the White House today, the, the Christians, the evangelicals can say he's not a pastor, we shouldn't expect him to be as a pastor, then they were hypocrites, they were liars and deceivers to ever have helped anyone in that same White House with the standard of a pastor. You know, you know the cause? The cause is God's love. There's no God's love in the church today. The love of Christ is not in the church today. So anybody who, who gets up and holds the Bible and confesses that it's a grace and that is it. Nonsense. I want to hear that the scripture says even the devil believes. Go and read the book of James. He said that has faith in God. He said, you have done, he said, you have not done anything special. Even the devil believes. And the trouble, they believe. I mean, he said, the devil believes. Go and read the book of James. He said, the devil believes. So not everybody holding the Bible is a Christian. Not everybody preaching is a Christian. Not everybody in the church is a Christian. If you want to prove, if you want to prove the test, if you want to prove Christianity, it has to be demonstrated with the love of Christ. The love of God, the love of Christ. And that is the only way to draw the unbelievers into the kingdom. It is the love of Christ that will draw the unbelievers to Christianity, not judgmental prayers. No standing up saying that God is going to rain fire in America and do all those things and do all this and do all that. You can cover your face like a Muslim, it doesn't matter. As long as you're not in love, you're in sin. You can just modestly, it, it doesn't matter. You, you can be as anything, you can be, you can look pious, you can look so gentle, you can look, as long as you're not walking in love, you're not different from a sinner. The love of God has been shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Unfortunately, we are not exercising the love of Christ. And yet, we want answers to our prayers. He that loveth his brother abides in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. No snare. The enemy can't snare a man. The enemy cannot trap a man that is walking in love. The enemy cannot trap a man that is walking in love. The enemy cannot trap a man that is walking in love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. So let's read First John chapter 3 again. First John 2 10. First John 2 10. That's where we are right now. First, first John chapter 2, verse 10. Let me start from verse 5. It says, But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Thereby know we that we are in him. He does, he does yes, his abides in him, ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Ought himself to do what? To walk as he also walked. I mean, can you imagine Jesus eating with uh, 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 publicans? And imagine what the Pharisees were saying. Jesus talking to a woman that has been married five times. And Jesus even told, told the woman that the man that you are currently you know, living with is not your husband. Can you, say, I mean, can you imagine that? A woman caught in adultery brought to Christ Jesus. The Lord Moses said we should stone this woman, but what are you saying? And Jesus said, anyone with that sin cast the first stone. Jesus, in, in, in the book of Luke, I think Luke 17 or 13, entered into Simon's house. A woman who was a sinner, a well-known sinner, everybody knew this woman in that city, came to Jesus, started weeping, wiping Jesus' feet with her hair and with ointment. And everybody said, including someone, if Jesus was truly a prophet, if this man was truly a man of God, if he was a man from God, he would have known the type of woman doing this to, to him. And Jesus said, someone, I came into your house. You didn't give me water to wash my feet. But this woman, since I've been here, have not ceased to wash my feet. And Jesus said, this woman, because her sins are many, her sins that have many are forgiven her because she loves much. Because she does what? She loves much. Hallelujah. Because her sins are many. Because her sins are many. Look, when you start walking in love, you start walking in forgiveness. When you start walking in love, you start walking in total liberty. When you start walking in love, you start walking in pure forgiveness. You can't be walking in love and not forgive. And you know how many times you have to forgive? Seven times seven. Times seventy-seven. So that means you can't count the number of times you have to forgive. So all you need to do as a believer, let forgiveness fill you. Be overflow with forgiveness. And so anybody who step, who step, who step upon you, uh, forgiveness will just enter and go to that person. I've forgiven. I've forgiven. I've forgiven. I've forgiven. I'm, the great man of God, Bishop Oyedepo, the man of love, he said this. He said, before anyone will offend me, I've forgiven them already. He said, before you will offend me, I have forgiven you already. Look at that man's life. Look at that man's life. You see practically the hand of God upon his life. There was one time a, a, a group of a, a man, a man was working diabolically against him. And he didn't know. God struck this man. And when they were rushing this man to the hospital, he still gave money for the hospital bill. He gave money for the treatment of this man. And he did not even know that it was because of him that God struck the man. He even gave money for this man to be treated in the hospital. Can you, can, can, look, 
You can't look. Walking in love is no weakness. Oh, walking in love is no weakness of character. Please listen to me. Walking in love is no weakness of character. It is power. Walking in love is power. Walking in love is power. Please put this statement down. Walking in love is power. It is no weakness of character. And don't tell me that if you love those who hate you, you will not be blessed. Jesus said, what shall it profit you if you love those who only love you? He said, love those who persecute you, those who use you wrongfully. He said, love them. Do what? Love them. So the profiting of love is demonstrated. It is, it's released upon you when you demonstrate love to those who even hate you. Hallelujah. Oh, my spirit is so stirred up. I, 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 look, I, I, let, let me tell you, I can say this without any apology. This is what is missing in our churches today. A bunch of babies gathered wearing diapers, no grown-ups to change them. Are you hearing me? Our churches today are full, are full of babies wearing pampers, no grown-ups to change them. So they are messing up themselves. Peeing on themselves, pooping on themselves. If you are not walking in love, you are pooping on yourself. If you are not walking in love, you are peeing. If you are not walking in love, you are you are a baby in the things of God. You can pee, you can you can do anything. You can you are un unpredictable, unpredictable. Hallelujah! If you love those who only love you, it will not profit you anything. Love those who hate you. Love those who persecute you. Love those who use you wrongfully. Those who are underpaying you. Those who are mocking you. Those who are laughing at you. Love them. Show them love. Show them love. That is how to close every door that the enemy will ever use against you. He said, if you hate anybody, he said, you are a murderer. If you hate anybody, you are a murderer. Hallelujah. So it means I refuse to walk in hatred. I refuse to hate anyone. No matter what they've done against me, I refuse to hate anyone. I refuse to hate anyone. Many years ago, some group of people did something back home. I prayed some type of prayers. And after so years, when I saw the hand of God against them, I couldn't stand it. I said, Lord, have mercy on them. Lord, forgive them. Lord, forgive them. Reverse this plague on, upon their lives. Listen carefully. Until you step into the love of Christ, you haven't started as a Christian. Until you do that, until you step into the love of Christ, you have not started as a Christian. You are just a newborn baby who cannot talk, who cannot walk, who can do anything for himself? That's who you, that is what you are. If you have not started walking in love, if you have not started walking in love, you haven't started yet. You are just a newborn baby who can do anything for himself. You will cry for food. You will cry for attention. You will cry for everything. They have to change your pampers, change your diapers. They have to clean you. They have to brush you. They have to do everything for you. You are a baby. No baby can go to war. No baby can win any fight. Praise the Lord.
Hallelujah. I'll conclude with this message. I'll conclude this message with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. Listen carefully. It doesn't matter what miracles a man is doing. The measure of that man is love. And this love is not given to the poor. Given to the poor is just an aspect. Loving as Christ loved is what is the measure. Is what you have to measure your love with. So unfortunately, we look at people, and then now, now because of because of technology, any kind of gesture is being recorded and being shown. Even in churches today, <laughs> you, you you see it on their website. You see it everywhere, you know. And whatever they are doing, they are being, there's nothing wrong with those things, as long as it is not love motivated. As long as it is not the God kind of love at work in them, it profit them nothing. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. Let me start from verse 13. For whether we be for whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Hallelujah. For the love of Christ, that's what constraineth us. The love of Christ constraineth us. Man, this is so powerful. I want you to take time and meditate. This verse, especially this phrase, the love of Christ constrained us. In other words, Paul was saying that the love of Christ, the way to constrain means resisted them. The love of Christ repelled them. That is, they were making some steps, but the love of Christ turned them around. They were going to make some decisions, but the love of Christ compelled them not to make those decisions. They were about to take some steps, but the love of Christ hindered them. Look, you must be hindered and controlled and compelled and resisted by God's love. If not, you are a spiritual baby. You must be controlled by God's love. Other translations translated this. It says, for the love of Christ controls us. The love of Christ was controls us. The love of Christ controls us. So, we must be controlled by Christ's love that is in us. We must be guided by Christ's love that is in us. Our minds must be controlled by his love. Our actions must be controlled by his love. Our words must be controlled by his love. Our speech must be controlled by his love. Our behaviors must be controlled by his love. Our actions, even our looks, everything about us must be controlled by his love. Hallelujah. I hope you are putting all this down as comments. My actions must be controlled by God's love. My mind, my thinking, my will, my desires must be controlled by God's love. If, 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 if you don't allow God's love to control you, man, then be ready for 24-hour spiritual warfare. Be ready for one deliverance session to another deliverance session. 
If you are not willing to be controlled by God's love, be ready to be visiting one man of God. Be ready to be visiting all the men of God, all the deliverer ministers across the globe. You will visit each one of them. I can promise you that. If you are not ready to walk in love, if you are not ready to allow God's love to rule your heart, to lead you, to guide you, then be ready to fight the devil. Be ready to confront demons. Be ready to go from one deliverance session to another deliverance session. And the love of Christ compel us. And the love of Christ control us. The love of Christ compel us. You must be compelled by Christ's love. You must be controlled by his love. You must be controlled by his love. If you are not controlled by his love, your actions will lead you into trouble. Your words will lead you into trouble. Your thinking will lead you into trouble. Your behavior, your, your company, the people that you work with will lead you into trouble. If you are not controlled by God's love, you will join a company that will lead you into trouble. Let love control you. Be controlled by God's love. Be controlled by God's love. Say with me, I am controlled by God's love. Say it one more time. I am controlled by God's love. One more time, loud and clear. I am controlled by God's love. I am controlled by God's love. I am controlled by God's love. My thinking, my voice, my behaviors, everything about me is being controlled by God's love. It is being controlled by God's love. People of God, let the love of Christ control you. Oh, it's so painful when you hear things that men will say against you about your life. It's so painful when you hear what other believers will do concerning your life. When you hear the way they will backbite you, they will say all kinds of unkind things. But you make a determination, make a choice that you will let love control you. Whilst they are busy criticizing you, whichever way you can help them, help them. Whilst they are busy talking about you, say positive things about them. I will never forget, Hagen said something he noticed about this man of God. He wasn't a man of God, just an ordinary citizen, an ordinary Christian. A man was shot dead by police. And everybody was talking bad about this man. How the man is a drunkard. The man is this. The man is this. And whilst they were talking, this other man refused to say one word about that person. All he had to say was that when they finally have to ask him, he said, what do you say about what happened the day before? He said, you know what? He said, that man has some the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. He found something good to say about that man. Even though that man was horrible, he did not even want to criticize him. He found something good to say about him. Look, we are all beginning. We are not there yet. Let's God, let allow God's love to control us. That is the key to Christian maturity. Write that down. Let's allow God's love to control us. That is the key to Christian maturity. That is the key to your maturity. That is the step to take to become a mature Christian. To become a mature Christian. First Corinthians 13. Say that which is perfect will come. 
then the imperfection will be done away with. Right? That which is perfect is when we come to a point that we are all walking in love. And that will happen very soon. The, the new millennium, when the new millennium begins, you will not need to be told walk in love because it is already your nature. Walking in love will be a natural way of life for you. But you can exercise it here. You can demonstrate it here. But allowing the love of Christ to control you and guide you. To control you and guide you. Make a quality decision today that you allow the love of Christ in you. Man, look, all of our actions, all of our negative actions, if we were paying attention, we would have heard the love of Christ inside us telling us, no, don't do that way. Don't, 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 don't respond to this person this way. Don't answer this person this way. Rather say this, do this, do this. I will never forget my wife shared this testimony many years ago. Somebody that was busy doing something, you know, open demonstration, like almost mocking her openly. And that she was so, she was so mad in the church that she wanted, right after the church, she wanted to attack this woman. But what happened was that she just felt the love of Christ compelling her, controlling her. Instead of rushing out to attack the woman, she went and gave that woman a hug, a handshake. I think, I'm not sure whether she said she loved the woman. I think she said she loved her. And that woman almost wanted to disappear. That was the end of that woman. She disappeared from that church. She disappeared from... She stopped behaving that way. Whatever she was involved in, she ran away. There is power in love. Let it control you. No matter who has hated you in the past, begin to love them with the love of Christ. No matter who has maltreated you, begin to love them with the love of Christ. No matter who has spoken evil about you, love them with the love of Christ. Show it with your heart. Show it in words. Show it in deed. Let love control you. When you start doing that, you will start winning spiritual battles that you have not even prayed about. Now, my wife would have decided to go and do three days fasting. Concerning what that woman was doing, all she did was just to show love. When she showed that woman love, she did, because she was evil, she disappeared, ran away. Nobody saw her again. From that time, every time, she didn't want to have anything to do with my wife. She just disappeared. She just vanished like that. That's the power of love. Hallelujah. We'll continue this. This is the part of today's message. Please listen to part one. It will help you. And share this message with your friends. Please, if you have been listening to me right now, you've not given your life to Christ. You can't walk in love. So that means that you're already abiding in death. <laughs> you're already a murderer. I mean, if you are not in Christ, you are not in love. If you are not in love, you are a murderer. That's what the scripture says. I'm not the one saying it. The scripture says that. First John, where I read to you, first John, it says, yeah, if you are not in love, if you are not in Christ, you are not in love. If you are not in love, you are a murderer. Everybody can be talking nice about it. It doesn't matter. That's people's opinion. By God's opinion, you are a murderer. And no murderer has eternal life in him. If you don't want to be a murderer, if you want the love of Christ to flow in you, if you want to be controlled by God's love, say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I receive your love sacrifice. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You took my sins away. And you gave me your righteousness. 
You gave me your holiness. You gave me your redemption. You gave me your wisdom. I thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. From today, you are my Lord and my Savior. I will serve you with all my heart. Thank you, Jesus, one more time for the gift of life. And thank you for baptizing me with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of salvation. Now I am a child of love. Now I am born of love. Now I will allow the love of Christ. That is already in me to control my thinking, to control my behavior, to control my words, and to control my actions in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now listen, if you have prayed this prayer, I congratulate you. You just stepped from death to life, from hell to heaven. Please leave us a comment. Let us know that you prayed this prayer. And we'll reach out to you and help you to grow in your faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now look at this. When you start walking in love, even your dressing and your looks will be bringing glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so excited that you joined us this morning. Please share this message on your timeline. Please share on your timeline. Share and share and share. And host, do a, a watch party with your friends. Go back to the message, the first message, the Father's Love Part 1. Listen to that message. Host, uh, do a watch party with that. And do this one too. Throughout the week, saturate yourself with these messages of love. It will help you a lot. So many are sick today because they are not walking in love. So many those doors are closed to so many today because they are not walking in love. So many are in so many bondages today because they are not walking in love. When you start walking in love, all those bondages will break on their own accord. The jokes will be destroyed. Sickness and diseases will vanish. And not only that, blessings will start coming upon you in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray over your communal elements. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless and sanctify these communal elements. This is the blood and this is the flesh. We partake of the love of Christ that is in his blood and that is in his flesh. And Father, we thank you that your love is growing exceedingly in our house every single day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you for joining us this morning. We appreciate you so much. We thank God for your life. Thank you for opening your doors unto us. Please do share this message. Put comments, like, and share. In Jesus' name. I release the peace of God upon you. Your going out this week is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. The angels of God are released to watch over your life. To bring unto you the blessings and favor of God upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Peace. Shalom. Please join us Sunday again for the third part of this series. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.